22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. How is appropriate is it that Meanwhile 22 Pages Later is in episode 87 and we're talking about the 80s today? Is that like some kind of coincidental tie-in or... Or just like we planned it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 87. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me always is the man who would critique a three-year-old um, for their finger-painting skills just because, well, he loves the critique and he hates kids. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. They're horrible. Uh, <laughs> now I'm off to some charity BS for some knocked-up teenage sluts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that Fonsworth? Uh, no, it's mom from Mom's uh, friendly robot company. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, rounding out our team is the man who probably would join the three-year-old in actual finger painting. And I don't know if Mike would critique his work, but here he is, RT Square off the tech. That would be a masterpiece. <laughs> My finger painting is incredible. So the other day, I was staring out the window, deep in thought, when it occurred to me, if you steal a Tesla, does it become an Edison? Oh, oh it took a little while for me to catch that one. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Today's episode will have a, re- a very retro feel to it. First, we're going to review the Netflix series Stranger Things. It's been all the buzz this summer about um, when we talk about um, Netflix series, everybody's been talking about it, so we get a chance to review it. Then, the Meanwhile 22 panel will look back at the 80s and see which bad film of that decade could really use an update but first mike needs your attention no not because he's an attention whore well maybe he is but i mean (laughs) that won't stop him from delivering the latest in geek info which we like to call the quick news and now the quick news with mike the finance guy and ralph and cat Sure, you wear uh, deep red lipstick one time and everyone calls you a whore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they didn't call Bugs a whore. <laughs> yes, they did. They, they did yes, not call Bugs a whore. Yes, they did. Not to his face. <laughs> no, not to his face, but they called him a whore. What, you the guys morning think? after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds like a really sick like cartoon porn, Bugs the morning after. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I deserve that, but that was really bad. <laughs> All right. Another Marvel Comics Civil War. Another Marvel Comics Fractured Universe. What's a young superhero to do? Well, it turns out that young superheroes get together and form the newest incarnation of Champions. According to Marvel's August 26th press release, quote, Heroes who once stood together now position themselves against one another. The next generation of heroes are fed up. It's time for a change. It's time for a brighter tomorrow. Enter the champions. Six determined young heroes out to change the world. End quote. Now, writer Mark Wade and artist Umberto Ramos ugh, will combine oh, their talents damn, on the new on. book, which consists of core members Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales, Nova, Viv Vision, Cyclops, and the totally awesome Hulk. Champions number one will be in comic shops everywhere beginning October 5th. Are they really trying to... Uh... I mean, but you know, it's funny. I didn't like the original champions. I wasn't a big fan of the but champions. Boring. I mean, they were just, they were like all the sea level heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, Wait, sea level heroes were the champions? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> enough, the, the defenders were actually B level. Uh, re- really? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you consider who the defenders were at that time. They weren't, you know, they weren't sea level. Yeah. But wow. So, so they have Miles Morales, Nova, Viv Vision. Yeah. That's Vision's uh, daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Viv Vision. Yeah. So well, an android had sex. Well, his he created a wife, Victoria, and they have two children, Viv and Vin. And how were they created? Uh, the same way. <laughs> he built them, or is with, it, with his two android yeah. hands. Yep. Yeah, and they all have the same power. It's just it's just stupid because Vision has his own comic book. Well, well, well and his son's already dead. Spoiler. Wow. Well, 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 uh, well on to what, you, what we're really supposed to be talking about. Why? I mean, why are we doing another fractured universe thing again? Well, it's not another fractured universe. They're saying that after Civil War Two ends, no, no, because you're, you're already going to have like the hero. You know, the younger heroes are like, "Oh, you adults suck." You know, we want to be heroes and not fight each other. So, I mean, it's it's a valid point, but it's like, you know, it, it's one of these things too that just gets me. It's like, well, that's great, but you know, within another two years, those heroes are going to be adults again, and yet your main heroes haven't gotten any older. So. What's actually going on here, you know? Well, they all drank from the Fountain of Youth a while back. Yeah, so evidently. That's why they're staying that way. Well, hopefully um, they, they drink from the Fountain of Good Storytelling. <laughs> How about that? But I'm surprised that you didn't have to anything find. to talk about Cyclops being there. That's your boy. Well, it's actually literally the I've young given, Cyclops. I've, I've given up on Cyclops. It's probably the young Cyclops. It, yeah, well, this is all young team. Ms. Yeah. Marvel, remember, is not Captain Marvel. It's Ms. Marvel is uh, right. Kamala Khan. Yeah, right. The, yeah. the one that can grow big and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Which I... I, I I mean, God bless her book. I hear it's going yeah. really well. I can't get into it. Uh, it's, for some reason, I hear it's really good. I just really can't get into oh, okay. it. Here's what you do. You start on page one and just stop, keep moving stop, forward. Stop. <laughs> All I'm saying is my boy Cyclops is just, I, I, I've given up. So I'm just kind of like, I think I'm taking a, a little rest from comic books for a while because I guess I feel like I need to recharge my battery. So. Excuse me if I'm not excited over Cyclops. Talk to the Energizer Bunny. He'll help you out. Stop. You, that's like a 90s reference. It's an 80s thing. You're just so mad that, that they canceled Superman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, well, with Superman with a... Don't get me started. Let's not get off track. What else you got? Alrighty. 20th Century Fox takes aim at another team of superhero mutants. Hmm. Scott Neustauder uh, and Michael H. Weber, screenwriters of 2014's critically and commercially successful film... Fault in Our Stars, have reportedly been hired to work on Fox's New Mutant script. Huh. If the rumors are true, this will bring the writing duo back to work with director Josh Boone, who directed Fault in Our Stars. Uh, along with the reports of the creative team for New, New Mutants, the team's lineup has been confirmed as Cannonball, Mirage, Sunspot, Wolfsbane, Magic, and Warlock. No release date has been announced for the film. Hmm. Okay. So they New- don't have all the original team. They have less than the original team and then add-ons. So that'll be interesting. Now, I mean, I know that Mike's probably read the the, the original New Mutant Run, right? I love that. It was it was so well written. Yeah, that was like 83, 84? I don't know. Yeah. I, probably wasn't, I wasn't born then. Yeah, whatever, right? I wasn't born then. <laughs> That's so, what I said. Thank you. <laughs> so so I guess, Rob, you haven't read any um, of the first New Mutant Run. Okay. No. Okay, well, I mean, I remember as a kid reading it and thinking it was just a knockoff and then reading it as, you know... Being a teenager, like, no, this is definitely not a knockoff. It's definitely well, yeah. It was better. just great seeing, you know, like, younger people once again, you know, because now Kitty Pride was slightly older than all of them by this point, you know, except for um, the one, the character that actually they don't have that's the original is uh, um, Karma. Oh, Karma, right. Yeah, she was the oldest, I believe, you know. Um, but the rest of them were all kids, you know, learning how to use their power. So it was very much, it wasn't like Kitty Adventures. But like they were treated like they were young, which is what they were, right? You know, and it was it was it was great watching them kind of grow up and get used to their powers and the adventures they got into and whatnot. Well, better that than Power Pack. Yeah, <laughs> but Power Pack was made for a different audience, and for that, they're like people that were really young reading Power Pack. They kind of appreciated them. That was the Fantastic Four one, right? The, the kids. The yeah, it was the, that's called the Power Pack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh lord. Yeah. With, well, with, with the talking uh, horse. I remember that. Mr. Ed was there. 
No, Stop. I wish. Oh my god. <laughs> well, all I'll say is this: that I mean, Fox is always attached to these mutants, to these mutant movies. So we'll see what happens. I'm still holding out hope that they can pull together a good movie, but it's Fox. So sometimes, you know, exactly, she yeah. gets fucked up. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> what else you got there? All right, if you're like me. You've been concerned that America's cinematic population of carefree teenagers is growing too large. Now, normally, natural selection thins out these acne-ridden herds. Now, by natural selection, I am referring to the vapid, loudmouth, partying, morally constipated, drug-using, alcohol-swilling, social media-addicted members of the teen scene. And by thins out, of course, I mean brutally murdered by a machete-wheeling <laughs> maniac. So why has nature been taking so long to do movie-going adults a solid? Well, it turns out that our favorite campground killer is involved in a tedious and protracted copyright lawsuit. Horror Inc. and Manny Company, the current co-owners of the uh, Friday the 13th franchise, recently filed a suit against the original 1980 film's screenwriter, Victor Miller. The companies are attempting to halt claims from Miller of a copyright provision that would allow the author to um, cancel grants of rights in order to retake ownership. Now, in other words, Miller claims he owns the rights to the franchise because he penned the original movie's script. Horror Inc. and Manning Company, however, claim that Miller was brought in as a writer for hire for the company that produced the film and that Miller was hired and supervised in creating the script by director Sean Cunningham. So until this case is put to death, there won't be any more blood in the water at Camp Crystal Lake. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how big of fans are you of Friday the 13th. I, know. I love it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the series. I know you are. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, you, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you a fan of Friday the 13th, really? Oh, yeah. Even the bad ones, like like most of them are the bad ones. But Jason <laughs> X was hilarious. That man. was pretty funny, actually. Um, I mean, most of them. This is the my, one in space. That shit was besides, funny. Besides the obviously first and second one, which are actually really good, and the third one isn't that bad. But um, I really am. A, I'm a big fan of which one is it? Number six or is it number seven? I forget. I'm trying to remember now. It's the one. The one where he kills people. No, it's the one where, uh, <laughs> and he does. Uh, it's the new breed. I think it's number. Yeah, it's number seven. Uh, Jason, uh, yeah, the new breed. And it's when he deals with this uh, girl that has telekinetic powers. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun because he's just getting so pissed off that she keeps knocking the shit out of him. <laughs> because he's just angry by that point. And, <laughs> and, and confused. Like, you can, like I, the way, even though you don't see his face, you see the mask. The way the actor portrays his, like, body movements. Like, Jason is just like, you bitch, if you just won't let me kill you. <laughs> you know? I haven't seen that one. I'm gonna it's check it's out. a lot of fun. So, wow. So, we won't be seeing them for a while, being that they're, they're yeah, in Until this. they figure out something. Wow. Well, well, I guess the next time you can play, Jason. I'm surprised they don't have any video games yet for um, Friday the 13th. I know they, they I used they to. did. No, they, they oh, oh, you mean recent. oh, recently? Recently, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll all do this. How, you know. Do you play as Jason, just killing people? No, you you play as one of the campers, and it, it, I remember for Nintendo, even for Nintendo, it's fucking scary. You put in the game, and you're kind of wandering around Crystal Lake, and you're kind of trying to find clues, and out of nowhere, Jason will come in, <laughs> and <it's> like <laughs> real loud, and it ch- the screen changes, and you're like trying to run away from him, and he shows up out of anywhere, yeah, just like in the movies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure that nowadays they'll probably. Uh, flip it around and make you play as Jason and just like gore the shit out of that thing just blood everywhere killing people that would be boring <laughs> though would it what if, what if you're like actually dude we're talking about we're talking about the 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 me uh, the meanwhile 22 the um um grand theft auto generation where that's people true. talk about i'm gonna play a game so i can jump in a car and kill people that don't exist that's so that's true it, it, it could totally have a, a, an audience here it'll make it here's to make it more interesting you fight you make jason the hero having to fight other nightmare villains like freddy krueger um, Pinhead. Oh, you want to talk about illegal nightmares? Alien, <laughs> Predator. 
<laughs> and that's why Ralph's game will never be made. <laughs> it, it could be an indie game. You just got to change the names up, and that way there's no copyright. That might be a thing yes. to do. Make, change Cre- it up. Credit Fruger. Night, just call him Nightmare Man. We just can't you Michael Myers, same shit, so. Yeah, <laughs> I can't flip the lid on that one. What else we got there, Mike? All right, finally. We already know that Iron Man will soon be replaced by a 15-year-old black female super genius named Riri Williams. Yeah, so you've been raving about yes. it. But the question of what the PYT will be called once she dons the armor has been a mystery. Well, that mystery has been solved. Riri will go by the code name Ironheart. In a recent interview, Brian Michael Bendis said that they did not want to use something as primitive and cliched as Iron Woman and that Iron Maiden would have been a legal nightmare, Uh, (laughs) obviously. Uh, However, Bendis did not seem to mention that Ironheart already exists as a title of a Japanese Iron Man porn parody (laughs) (laughs) with a young lady in the familiar red and gold suit opening up more than her exhaust port to take down criminals. (laughs) Maybe Bendis shouldn't play with his Omni Blaster when he's thinking up superhero names. Wow. Note to self, look up Ironheart. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm, I'm already writing in my notes. Like, check out Ironheart when you get a chance. I didn't think that quick news would have took that turn right there. Because I'm like, oh, goodness, a name. And then you say that. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And Bendis hasn't been um, quoted for comment or anything? Nah. I mean, then what can you really say? It's like, look, this is the name of his project. It's not like Ironheart, some well-known, you know, da 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 It's like. Well, it's a name. Knowing today's media, once if this comic book becomes popular, the moment someone figures that out, that's gonna go like it's gonna become viral for like at least two months. Yeah, it would be great if one of the writers added it as part of the dialogue in the book. Like Ironheart. Ironheart, but isn't that no? That's not me. <laughs> it's not the same name as that Japanese. No, <laughs> exactly. That's all your quick news. Yep. All right, Ralph. That's why it's quick, Ralph. What you got? Um. So, I got nothing. Except for your new mic. Oh, yeah. I got a new mic that everyone's jealous about. Not me. I already have a big black thing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to know what we're referring to, we usually uh, we have these newer microphones that we bought about two years ago. And Ralph's went on the Fritz last show. So Ralph decided to indulge and not only get a silver Blue Yeti mic that like we have, but he upped the ante a little bit and got himself a black matte colored or matte painted Blue Yeti. It's just a black. It's called... Uh, Blue Yeti Blackout. Blue Yeti Blackout? Yeah. God. That's what it's called. It's just Blue Yeti, bigger than yours. (laughs) (laughs) It it already feels that way already. (laughs) All right, so let's go on with our first half. So we're going to be talking about the Netflix series Stranger Things. My wife has been raving about me to watch this for the whole summer, so I finally got a chance to watch it. So with the synopsis, without further ado, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Yay, me again. Oh, All right, so now, wait, your wife was raving about you to watch it, so you finally did that. She's been raving for you to leave. <laughs> yeah, you keep staying. <laughs> I have selective hearing. Uh, when you get married, that's what happens. Shout out John Vell, you'll learn about that. <laughs> All right, Stranger Things is an American supernatural horror series released on Netflix on July 15, 2016. The show follows a 1983 small-town investigation into the disappearance of a young local boy and the arrival of a young telekinetic girl who escaped from a nearby government facility. The series was written and directed by the Duffer brothers, Mark and Ross. Rotten Tomatoes gave the show a 95% rating, while Metacritic scored it 76 out of 100. Stranger Things has been compared to a fun mix of Steven Spielberg, John Carpenter, Stephen King, and George Lucas. Now, here's a synopsis. For those of a certain age, we'll appreciate this synopsis. All right, welcome to the 80s. Now, what it lacks in cell phones and flat-screen televisions, it makes up with an acid-washed denim and ozone-layer-killing hairspray. 
Four preteen best buds usually limit their adventures to the weekly Dungeons and Dragons games. But in a scene that will make your head Teddy Ruxpin, one of the boys is taken while bicycling home after a night's campaign. Now, faster than you can speak and spell, the town searches <laughs> for the boy that so many care bear about. Suspicion falls on a government facility that acts like the masters of the universe. The facility hides many creepy crawlers, but bribes and payoffs keep many of the residents in its poly pockets. The mother refuses to believe her son is dead and demands an investigation. The sheriff initially tells her to skip it, but she just can't let go. Meanwhile, the boy's best friends meet a strange little Cabbage Patch kid with an amazing superpowers collection. Together, they slip and slide through dangers <laughs> to protect the strange American girl and rescue their friend. Eventually, the separate get-along gangs meet and battle beasts in order to save themselves and the town. Oh, my God. All right. The show stars <laughs> Winona Ryder as Joyce Byers, Charlie Heaton as Jonathan Byers, David Harbour as Chief Jim Hopper, uh, Finn Wolfhard as Mike Wheeler, Gatton Matarazzo as Dustin Henderson, Caleb McLaughlin as Lucas Sinclair, Noah Schnapp as Will Byers, Millie Br- uh, Bobby Brown as Jane Eleven Ives, Natalia Dyer as Nancy Wheeler, Cara Bueno as Karen Wheeler, Joe Keery as Steve Harrington, John Paul Reynolds as Officer Callahan, Rob Morgan as Officer Powell, and Matthew Bodine as Dr. Martin Brenner. All right. So before we even get into this, let's press the button. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. (laughs) Every time I hear that, I think about, you know, uh, if somebody had a really messed up car, but they had that one nice shiny wheel. I feel like that announcement's like that shiny wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we're a fucked up car. Just say, Mike, uh, Mike, uh, (laughs) Steve is so classy with that. And I'm like. Damn. <laughs> I feel like we should all speak in accents. Oh, there you go. No, well, we won't do it, though. <laughs> just want our listeners to stop listening, though. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not okay, at all. Okay, governor. <laughs> stop. All right. <laughs> and there goes all of you. Let's get some shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to join you. I'll wait till later. What's wrong, Cap? <laughs> stop. Do you not like this? Stop it. Stop it. All right. <laughs> so let's get into it. Stranger Things. Tell us about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> These are really bad accents. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So. What did you like? What do we like about it? It was only eight episodes. I really thought it was longer. Yeah. I kept, th- kept thinking it was ten. But yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was eight. Okay, so, so what do we like about it? Uh, Mike, you summed it up best when you talked about in the synopsis that people um, have compared it to Spielberg and King and Carpenter. And, and, and even they said the Duffer Brothers actually were quoted as saying, you know, that's where they got a lot of their um, influences from for, for this particular show. But yeah. even though for a short show, I mean, what did what, you like about it? Um, the best part of it all, I mean, besides this, the story, you know, which we'll obviously talk about in a moment, it just, it was really a great flashback to the 80s TV shows, but better because they weren't 80s TV shows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's, it's everything, which of course, I mean, at a time period when you're making something, you don't usually recognize your mistakes or actually also people didn't care as much about, I think, the, um, the small screen media in the sense that they do now where it's almost replacing the large screen media, you know? Right. Um, so that it's 80s television with like a 2000s corrections on it. Okay. You know? And I like that. So it was, it was fun. It was light, even though it still could be scary at times and whatnot. Like, it, it, just, it just made you smile while you're watching it. You it know? did. That, it, that's what it was I liked about it. It totally did. What, about, what do you think, Ralph? I like the endings. Oh, the ending to each episode? Yes, because it's those endings, like, they made you want to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like a big cliffhanger, but it's just, just like, wait, what? 
What's yeah. gonna happen? I need to know what's gonna happen. Right now, mind you, we talked about this. I'm um, talking about doing this, um, you know, a while ago, and I I've already seen it once. Watching it again, it really goes down really fast. It's not something like one of my biggest complaints that I hear myself <laughs> say all the time is slow build. Right. You know, this it built it built in a way where it wasn't slow. It wasn't rushed. So right. it wasn't like um, Suicide Squad just throw it all together. It, it used the eight episodes really, really um, wisely, and they kind of like like spread out all their storytelling. Like you don't get to you don't get to Hopper's story until later on. Right? You know, they they really dispersed it in a way where it's mm-hmm. like it kept you interested and you wanted to keep watching it. And and there's still things that are not you know complete, which will obviously which is good. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I mean, what I did like about, like you said, it wasn't slow paced. It wasn't too fast. It was mostly just, I mean, like anything, there's always going to be a little bit where it's like, okay, you could have tightened up your storytelling a little bit here and there. Right. Um, but, you know, nothing that makes it a complaint, really. It's it just, they actually, if it had been 10 episodes, I think it would have been stretched. Yeah. You know, unless they were to add just something else in it, you know, something like that. Yeah. That would have stretched it. Eight episodes was just right for this. And I'm, and I don't mean to take Mike's fire from here because Mike and I talk, you know, off podcast a lot. Um, the kids were great. Oh, the, kids the kids were great. It, Those it was, kids. It felt, it felt very Goonies. Yeah. Very Goonies. Very, you know, 1984. Especially the kid with the missing tooth. Oh, Dustin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dustin? <laughs> Dustin? <laughs> and he, it's funny because he reminded me of, of two of the characters from Goonies. He reminded me of Chunk and he reminded me of um, the Mikey. Main, yeah, the main yeah. character. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, like I said, it's, it is that feel back, but it's also that these characters, you know, even though these are, um, you know, well, talking about the main boys, it's three white boys and a, a, a black boy. It's just like no matter what race you are, it feels like you knew these kids. You knew somebody that was just like one of those kids mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. You know, and that's what it was. That made it fun, too. They were very relatable. You yeah. know, at least most of the time they were very relatable. And it, it made it a lot of fun. And why in the world do you give a kid with a lisp a name that has two S's in it? <laughs> Dustin and Henderson. <laughs> Dustin Enderson. Well, he only speaks like that because of his missing uh, the gap, yeah. the tooth. So I guess I'm pretty teeth. sure. Teeth. Tooth, teeth, same shit. No, one, one versus two. If you're missing one tooth versus missing two teeth, trust me. Yeah, but I think, I don't know if like it's, I mean, we know that's what is there, but well, I think in the in the TV show he says that it's like he has like cleidocranial yeah, dysplasia yeah. or something like that. Right. You know? yeah, that's why the tooth hasn't come in. Yeah. But, I mean, they were they were great. They, they were very, you know, it's funny because with a lot of kid, kid actors, it, it could be very touch and go. Yeah. It could be very like. Really? George Lucas? <laughs> you did it R2 <laughs> shout out to Jazz I hate fucking episode one anyway <laughs> but I mean the kids were really enjoyable to watch they were except um, that my god though that was it is it Mike is it yeah Mike Wheeler that is the freakiest looking kid I have thought he was like I because th- I didn't know what the show exactly was going to be about right. I thought he was like some witch kid <laughs> like, what are you talking about the the, the main boy, the, the kid, the kid who eventually fell in love with Eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay, the yeah, with the bowl cut, it's like, not yeah, but the bowl cut. But he's got this long but pointy chin face. Like he looked like, like I said, he look, he actually looks like I'm. You probably don't know the character. But you know, Clarion the Witch Boy. Yeah, he looked like Clarion the Witch Boy from the comic <laughs> books. <laughs> it was just bizarre seeing this guy. Um, yeah, over by uh, yeah, um, but uh, but like I said, they were all a lot of fun. They were all amazingly talented, especially Elle. She did a great job. I've heard um, some people tell me they didn't like Elle's performance. Really? I loved Elle's performance. I thought she was just really good. You know, I mean, and again, for, and especially for kid actors, yeah. I thought they were good. I, I got a little bit mad though that um, that uh, Lucas, oft times he was portrayed as that angry black kid, and yeah. I'm like, why yeah. is he? I mean, he was just like randomly. She angry. betrayed us. Yeah, but <laughs> but even before, I just don't like her. <laughs> you know, and it's not. But it wasn't in a jealous because they're friends, and you know, like especially with a girl coming into the a guy's club. But it was just. 
it was just like anger for no reason at times. And I'm like, well, all right, he's well, a black see, kid. But he doesn't have to be an angry black kid. You, you see what it is, is when when you're the one black kid in a friends with three white friends, right? That's a good ratio. It's a one to three ratio, right? right. But then if you bring in another white person, then it's a one to four ratio. And that's just a whole different thing, you know? <laughs> and, but it's a girl. Huh? Yeah, but it's a girl, but she's a white girl. So it's like, you know, it's the whole race thing. Are you talking from experience? <laughs> <laughs> the way you started no. that off, I'm like, I'm like, so wait, Ralph, you're the, you were the black kid? <laughs> I don't have a formula in my house explaining the things about grouping and racing, whatever. Okay, no. all right. What are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, see, I don't want to get into what was bad yet, but it's, it's funny because Gigi brings up all these great questions. Shout out to my wife. I love you very much. She, she goes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. Where were Dustin and Lucas's parents? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I can I mean, say I'm like at the funeral, right? But I'm like, do they have parents? Like, <laughs> do their parents just not love them? I mean, we obviously know that Lucas's parents are probably drug dealers and have been arrested by now because <laughs> he's black. Oh <laughs> damn! <laughs> Whoops! Oh, Whoa! Wrong. What the hell? I'm trying go. to end the show already, bro? It wasn't that bad of a joke. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the, the kids were enjoyable. Even um. Um, Michael's sister Nancy yeah. I, I enjoyed her as and well I, they actually didn't make usually like the older sister becomes annoying especially since they want to add like the love interest usually that's annoying I actually found her to be a lot of fun I mean she still made what what is it about writers that just assume that teenagers automatically make really dumb decisions every single about everything important because they're teenagers but i mean but i mean like they never make any intelligent decision according to all these for these programs i understand all i know like if i see a like webby kind of portal on a tree i'm not gonna walk through it well i'm not gonna put my hand in it either yeah. right away that's what i'm saying it's like i'm like well i just and then if you, <laughs> if you walk through it and then you see something like coming at you just turn around and go back don't yeah. keep walking yeah. well, and lose well, yeah. where you are. Yeah, well, jumping ahead, but yeah, no, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, it's, I'll it's like running down the street by a car that's chasing you, and you keep running down the street in front of it. You're like, <laughs> to the move side. to the side. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll just say this because I, mean, I understand what Mike's point is, but what I will say is, if any, if there's any demographic of people that can be, um, you can look at uh, look at a snapshot of their life and catch them making a lot of errors. It's the teenagers. Latinos. What? Whoa, no. Because <laughs> we wouldn't even be going into the trees because you know what? We're not in that area. We're not in that neighborhood. Stranger things wouldn't happen. It'd be called boring things. Latinos already <laughs> caught. Why? Because there was no fence for them to climb. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to make the food? <laughs> Pizzerias don't make bad those, towns those anymore. Those pointy shoes got stuck in the trees. <laughs> oh. not Iranian. What's going on? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we, we got our likes out the way. Um, not out the way because it's not. We're not just missing it. Yeah. But um, we definitely. It sounds like we really liked. This. Was there anything that really bothered you about it, or something that you felt like should have been answered but wasn't answered? I. I mean, well, I mean, I don't have anything that wasn't answered because I mean, it's not like this was a movie or a TV show where they're like, and there'll be no more. I mean, you know, there'll be another season. Well, even um, if there wasn't a season, it was wrapped up pretty well. Right, and I mean, you sometimes you. Well, actually, not sometimes. A lot of times, you do want some unanswered things. It just depends on what you've chosen not to answer. Right. You know, like great stories often have a lot of cliffhangers. That's what makes you talk about them. It's just you don't want them to be the main questions. Um, I don't. I mean, I can't say there was nothing wrong with this show. Obviously, it has small things, but like on a whole, I didn't have a lot of big problems. I thought. Um, I did think like maybe for instance they went a little over heavy-handed with uh, Winona Ryder's character as the mom looking for her son like the fact that she was going so mental in her home and like seemed like nobody was noticing yeah. I'm like is anyone visiting her seeing what she's doing <laughs> here you know yeah she seemed like Winona Ryder was great but oh, yeah she was great at times she did seem a little over the top like yeah. when, she, when she goes to buy the phone right <laughs> 
Like that scene was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> and then she goes home, and then she's the lights are flicking. Oh my god, where are you? Where are you? Are you here? Tell me, where are you? Right. Where Where are you? What's going on? Tell me, tell me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> where Where'd the other one would go? The one that's like, give me, just give me the fucking phone. I'm, I'm trying to find my son. <laughs> where'd that I, woman I, go? I've, I've never been a day late uh, out of the job for twelve fucking years. I yeah. even give you hand jobs when you want it. Give me the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that was a funny scene though, but um. Actually, the, uh, and I don't even remember the guy's name, though. I, I, I said this to Cap when we were talking the other day. I'm like, I really like that guy that owned the cafe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it again. He's like in only in like a few minutes of the damn episode. But I'm like, oh, what a nice guy. What do you mean he's dead? Yeah. Like, like, couldn't you have just knocked him on the head? He was the nicest person. <laughs> when I saw I'm like, what? I thought he was going to be like, you know, a yeah, main guy right, in the yeah. story. Like helping guide her and say, protect her. He's, he's like that, that big grizzly bear that with has, the heart of gold yeah, yeah exactly and suicide squad take note that's how you make people put how you pull at them yeah pull at the heartstrings or pull at the mind yeah. cords yeah, saying, yeah because again there was no happen? backstory to the man yeah. i mean you just instantly liked the guy like you, you were just like you knew everything you needed to know about him in just a few simple movements and it was just like oh and then when even when the the the, the, the evil woman and her crew showed up i'm like oh they're just gonna like knock him out and take you know try and take the girl i was like no. oh wow there's a lot of headshots going on in yeah. this program bullet <laughs> to the head i think the only problem i had was how convenient it was for 11 to be able to control her powers right like like okay sometimes you could do this and then that. sometimes you can flip a car over you right really but it, it <laughs> this, takes, she should be gone by now <laughs> they showed her like it, it does take a lot out of her and they, they were saying that she was getting more powerful right as as time went on yeah, I just, yeah. I, but i felt like it was you know it was becoming a little too easy at times like yeah um late, later on where um um, and it's funny the bully stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things in this show that tugged at my heartstrings in a way. Like you know, remember, I was I was a kid. You know, grew up in the '80s, so a lot of that stuff felt like, oh wow, you know, I, I've seen that before. Like kind of Mike said, you know, Mike how Mike talked about you can relate to the boys. I can relate to some of the s- situations and the scenarios, mm-hmm. like Michael being bullied. Oh yeah, and and then um, when they're when they're pushing it to the brink. Well, that I did feel was way over the top. I'm like yeah. I'm like okay, kids may make a lot of stupid decisions, but. They're old enough to understand severe in- injury and death. They're old enough to understand that. Right. It's like, I don't care what you've got on my friend. I'm not jumping off a cliff into this river. Well, if, if the kid's <laughs> yeah, a sociopath, he doesn't really care if you die or not. So that bully did seem like a freaking sociopath. No, I'm not talking about the bully. I mean, the bully can say whatever he wants. I'm talking about the fact that he was going to do it. That Michael was going to actually go jump jump off the cliff. Well, well, no, I'm sorry. No, not going to. He did. I'm sorry. He had no way yeah. of knowing that L was going to be there. No, and then also that but he had his friend... Had his, what was it, like a knife to his Yeah, throat? but I mean, again, well, let's just put it this way. Uh, so you, you guys know now, I'm not jumping off the cliff, so you guys better just start getting <laughs> used to talking out of your neck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. He would have been dead. No, I mean, the thing is, that kid was not going to kill him. I mean, was, he, I, he made him jump. No, 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 he didn't make him jump. He gave him the offer. The kid jumped. I mean, that's bully technique. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That That's the whole point is that like, even, that scene like, he was looked so shocked. far over the it, top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, but both parts—the fact that he jumped and the fact that that L was able to catch him and place him, you know, back on the—I was like, she didn't place him; she like tossed him up. It was like, whoop, there you go. Well, well, she didn't like flip him up. She landed on your feet. Landed on your feet. She, oh. she, she, she levitated him up he slowly, went over their heads, yeah. and then kind of tossed him aside. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're a little bit too much in control of your powers. Right. But that's like probably one of the only things I really had a problem with. Yeah, but like I said, that scene, like I said, was just too much because, it, like I said, like you were saying, uh, Kat was about to say, is that even the bully was shocked that he did. It. In other words, the fact that he was shocked that he did it says the kid wasn't obviously not 
you know, this kid wasn't shown to have been like some sociopath that's already going around killing animals. It's just that, you know, he at the most would have probably thrown dust into the ground, punched him in the face or something like that if Mikey hadn't jumped. Right. You know what I mean? It, it was just that scene I thought was a little bit too poignant just to show like the bond of friendship and also like Elle coming back and being part of the team. I mean, that's the whole point of that scene. I did you clap know. though when she came. When, 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 when she when, did when, to that boy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, break his other arm. <laughs> uh, what, what did we think about like a... Uh, the, the first live action, what I call the first live action uh, appearances of uh, the Simpsons, Lenny and Carl, those two cops. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I swear they were Lenny and Carl made real. <laughs> Yo, that, that's pretty funny. But I don't like the tone you're taking about my son. All I'm asking is what happened. No, it's the tone he's taking. So a, boy, a girl did this? He was attacked by a girl? <laughs> no, that's the tone I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, Going back a little bit, when Elle is in the basement and she's, um, I think at one point. When she's by herself levitating that. Uh, the Millennium the Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and, using well, the force. Yes. <laughs> I'm watching. Well, first I'm watching um, Dustin like, like like try to get her to do it and dropping it. Why is it the nerd in me was saying, stop dropping the Millennium Falcon? Oh, no. I was just like, do you know how much that's worth right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's worth the fortune. And then she dropped him like, fucking you too? <laughs> that could pay to fix your mouth, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, who... Who doesn't know that there's a little girl living downstairs? Is everybody that oblivious? Uh, parents. 80s, yeah. 80s parents. Man. Yeah. Like, I mean, any parent. Oh, 80s parents. Really? You hear about the news, what these kids are doing? <laughs> oh, I didn't know my 12-year-old was dating a 33-year-old boy. <laughs> You're like, really? A 33-year-old boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at, at that point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, cause, well, it wasn't like she was loud or anything like that. I mean, it was innocent enough i mean the parents kind of they evidently kept it like this is for your boys to do it they didn't even seem to like make them go out of their way to overly clean up you know it was kind of like this is your area so that you don't mess up the rest of the house yeah. <laughs> you know Pretty i much. will not be having that <laughs> so i give it to you but i mean yeah i did kind of like it's their own area with their own entrance did they have their own i thought yeah. they came down the steps no there there wasn't there's a door to, to like the outside oh i mean it so would make sense because in. it's the where the kind of town is in, you know, it would be set up like that. But yeah, no one locks their doors in that town. No, no in the eighties, no. I mean, especially small towns in the eighties, no. They it's Indiana, know. bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna get a time machine, go back in time, and just steal a whole bunch of shit. Wow. Then they would lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and and Trump will be president, and there will be no Latinos in America. <laughs> All because of Ralph. If I have way to time, go, one butterfly. Listen, if I have <laughs> was time, that free iPod worth it? <laughs> time machine, you know, capabilities. Of course, I'm gonna change my face. Come on, I'll be a white guy. Oh God! <laughs> Stealing everything is just another. I'm just another white guy. All right, all right. Are you a white guy, sir? Yes, I am. <laughs> Fuck! He made you sound like a cholo. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes master. Yes. Wow! Oh my God! <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? It's okay. I got permission to say that. <laughs> from who? Oh, 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 from the kids that called you the black kid that, that, that were bullying you. Right, right, right. The ratio kids. Right, gotcha. Did, it, did any of you think, like, when uh, we were watching this and they were talking about, like, how um, Eleven came to be? Like, all the conspiracy nuts were probably like, yeah, MK Ultra. Yeah, I told you that she was fucking real. <laughs> Look, it's in here. I had not thought of that. <laughs> but, I didn't uh, either, but yeah, but I mean, they, but they did, you know, talk about the MK Ultra and stuff like that. It was kind of funny. Um, for most of you that don't know, MK Ultra was this project that has yet to be fully confirmed, but was there was a series of trials that people were given LSD to see if um, they were uh, developing any sort of uh, extra cognitive abilities. Right. And evidently, we just found out that people were just extra stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, but one thing I did like, and, I, and again, I still 
would like to see if they would do anything with it because it was just so funny with the the guys like uh you know what's your name and you know he looks down he's like 11 what is that and it's a zero one one and i'm like well yes that could be a zero one one or it could also be 110 it's like <laughs> she could be number 11 or she could be one of 110 you know like i, I just find it interesting either way because we don't okay. know which way that's written in Wow. Well, well, the guy yeah. did come, her like father did come call her 11. Call her 11 so. Right, but it doesn't mean that that's what that tattoo means. Uh-uh. Like, you know what I mean? She could be number 11 of 110. <laughs> you know. Ah, I'm I just I'm just saying that like, it's just it's a, it's an interesting thing that you can play with if you ever if they wanted to down the road and be like, well, we never said that she was only one of 11 and also that it stopped at 11. <laughs> like we have no reason to believe they stopped at 11. I've got a question for you. First off, I have an answer. How creepy was Matthew Modine? Oh, he was nice and creepy. And especially, it's a nice time uh, that he's an 80s star, mm-hmm. and then he's in this 80, you know, this, this movie set, or this series set in the 80s, mm-hmm. and that he's there as a prominent character. Elaborate. Um, Matthew Modine. Elaborate. Um, he's the father? The father of 11? He was the, oh, okay. he was the father. Uh, uh, the quote-unquote father. Yeah, he was Papa. Papa. Yeah. yeah, he was big in the 80s. He's done a lot of acting, and so it's kind of funny that a guy who was a, a big star in the 80s is doing a series that is placed in I the was, 80s. I was born at the end of the 80s, so I didn't know that guy. No, I was born in the 90s. <laughs> sure you were. Yeah, you Maybe that's shit. when you came to life. I, he, he gets me so flustered with that <laughs> shit. You know that, right? It's just like the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I get so flustered. Shout out, to, shout out to all those people who have been on the podcast who have said Mike looks a certain age. It's a fucking piss me off. Is, is it because at, at your job where Mike visits constantly... And they say, oh, Mike is younger than uh, the cap. It's only happened twice. Yeah, sure. It's only happened twice. <laughs> it's only happened twice of. in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's How get did a- you meet Calf? He seems so much older than you. Oh, well, I was just giving out jello at the old folks' home and <laughs> <laughs> oiled his wheelchair and we became friends. Oh, God. <laughs> it just feels like the, 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 the hair club for men commercial. <laughs> you know that I'm not only. No a- play for Mr. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not also the spokesperson. I'm also a client. That's what Mike's talking about. <laughs> the old folks' home. Fuck that. Um, how do we like Harp, um, um, Hopper? Um, I was about to ask you, what did we think about uh, Chief Hopper? Enough darkness to kind of like keep me very interested. And well, then the end stuff just really kind of like... Well, he grew. And what I did like, he did have um, character development. Like, yeah. Because at first he was just... It was too much like, oh, you're just going to be that sheriff that's in every movie and TV show that doesn't believe anything until the very last... Like, you know, The lazy cover-up yeah, kind of sheriff. Yeah, exactly. I thought that's what he was going to be. But then you just realize he just has his own shit to deal with. <laughs> you know, um, I, I really grew to like him. Especially, yeah. by, especially as the end got nearer. You yeah. know? Like he, he became a fucking badass. Like he goes into the freaking uh, facility and infiltrates it like right quick and just takes the guys out. I thought that was shit. a little much also. I'm like, you're, well, that was a little you're, much. You're a hometown <laughs> cop. Well, no, Relax. Uh, no, he was actually a cop in the big city. Yeah, right. but yeah, said yeah, but still to infiltrate a, a, a government um, facility and, and right. has military training. They said that too. But he, but he didn't use any of it. He just really just walked in. <laughs> that's yeah. military training, man. Don't you know? <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's, that's so how they I found Bin Laden. <laughs> hey, is Bin Laden here? He's right over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whores, move out the way. I gotta get to your to, to your main daddy over there. <laughs> no, but um, I, I enjoyed it. Even though for all that stuff, I just said, oh yeah, well that's not believable. It was still enjoyable. no, it was still fun. You it know. was still enjoyable, and and his character was dark in certain ways where you're like, oh, I wonder where that was going. Like there's, yeah. a, like, there's a part where he's trying to get information for the guy at the bar. I thought it was a flashback. Oh, okay. For two seconds, I thought it was a flashback, and I went, oh no, he's kind of. You know, trying to probe for information, right? But it was—I mean, I I enjoyed him, except I mean, except for like I said, like you said, the end where he, not only did he infiltrate the base, but now he goes in 
with um with Will's mom yeah. to go in, inside um that whatever that dimensional right. the upside down what they call right. it. You know, I'm like, really guys? Yeah. <laughs> well that, that that was pretty he's like, all right, here's he tells him he's like, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna give me whatever I need to go in there and we're not gonna tell anybody what happened here. And the guy's like, All right, fine. Jeez, go here, take yeah. a shit, go, get out of here, go kill yourself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, that's, that's actually one of the, the problems I had that was actually um, just thinking about it when you uh, said the upside down place was, and again, I mean, I know a lot of it's probably because they didn't know, first of all, how it was going to be received, if it's going to have another season, whatever. But the upside down world, it, it just seemed a little too blank considering the way we're, we're hearing that it's an upside down world. In other words, it's like we understand that this portal, I mean, that they've created energy, uh, especially with L's ability that opened this big portal. That's fine, but it just seemed that there's one creature in this entire portal, like this entire world that we've seen. I mean, and granted, we've only seen a part of it, but this part of it was as big as the town, you know. Like, and it's like, so there's only one thing that lives there. I mean, and obviously we know there'll be more and whatnot. And I'm not saying that there was only one. It's just you. It's just hard to believe that there was only one creature in the span of, of a thing that was as large as the town. Right. Like well, you would think that'd be a ton of, or like when you know, at least that you'd see them, even if only one ventured out. Like maybe one the like, you know, maybe one is only destined to be the hunter-gatherer and feeds the population. But the point is, like, you didn't see, like, eye, like I, I was hoping when the girl went in um, through the tree that we would see, like, just eyes or shadows of lots of other these things. Because that would have been like, oh, my God, you know. Well, from my understanding, when they went in and they actually got Will, it seemed like there, it was, like, this creature is, like, a plant-based creature with, like, a hive mind and that the, the hive was where they went and got Will. Because it was like connected to him, like okay. feeding off of him that way. Well, that's what it seemed like. Well, it to was, me. It was, I don't think it was feeding. I mean, well, I'm sorry. It does feed off, but it was also um, feeding into. I think. Oh, well, remember, uh, well, we'll get to the end in a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, spits out the bug. Yeah, but that would be the end we we're going to get to in a moment. <laughs> just, but, just but, but thank you for not being able to wait a moment. Just Ralph strikes up. again. <laughs> Don't, so, be, don't be proud. I get all those nasty emails. Trust me. <laughs> what the fuck? Your friend Ralph. I don't know, man. I don't but, know. Um, what email? Send them to me. <laughs> I'll send them to you. I'll respond right away. It ain't my fault. <laughs> Why didn't you watch Should have saw the series. Yeah. You got a warning. Well, and by the ahead. way, did... Why? Why did everyone not give a damn about Barb? Is it just because she wasn't Thank pretty? You. Is it because she wasn't pretty? Like everyone was like, Barb's missing. Oh, she probably not. She ran away. It's like, look. She's an ugly like, girl. She's ugly. She has nothing but jean jacket and jean pants. She wasn't going. Barb's anywhere. missing at the end of episode two, and you see what happens at the beginning of episode three. Right. I feel like the question wasn't asked until episode four. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no one missed her. I'm like, look. I, I mean, I know Only it's a small town, and it's 1983, but I mean, but again, it's the question with like anyone else. Doesn't Barb have parents? <laughs> like, oh, like, because oh. she's evidently an extremely level-headed girl. I mean, she is. I mean, because everything we've seen about her, she, at no point, she wasn't like the, you know, the 80s horror movie, the, the chick that's the bad chick that gets murdered right away. It's like, she's this level-headed girl. She's not going to run away. She's not going to disappear. Her parents would have to be, you know that Barb is the woman that's, the girl that's home at 10 sharp. Yeah. And in bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in her footy pajamas. <laughs> you know? They kind of hinted at it where, where, like, people were thinking that she was, like, a lesbian or something, and then that's why she ran away because she didn't feel comfortable around other people. Is that what you got from it? Yeah, that's you, that's you, how that's, they made it seem. Like she, I'm like, I, did, I didn't pick that up. Because when okay. they said she ran away, oh, you know, like, this, it happens. You know, that's how they made it seem. Like, oh, okay, you know, she's, a, she's just another troubled teen who 
who has to come to grips with who she is, and people around her don't understand. Her. Uh, I mean, so, I didn't take it that way. I just took it as in she's just a teen that ran away. So, we're, sure. having, so we're doing logic class like we did in math. <laughs> so teen runs away equals lesbian? <laughs> teen, teen runs away with short hair and wearing jean jackets in the 80s. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Heather's, what was it? Uh, um, how did it, when they when they killed the, the the two boys that were the that were picking on uh, the Winona Ryder character? Um, and then they they had them undressed. I think laying on top of each other. I think there was even gay porn mags or something like that around there. And they weren't gay. Oh yeah. Um, and, but then they had like a bottle of Perrier, and they, everyone was <laughs> like, "Bottle of Perrier, my son." You know, like, <laughs> man, I love my dead gay son. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie, Heather's. That's, one that's movie. a great movie. That's a great movie. That's so much fun. about that. Um, oh, you have to see Heather's. It's um, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder, actually, both at the height of their career. Let me throw this out there. Episode 8, did you feel like it could have used another hour or another half hour? No, I was good. Do you uh, think... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me catch that. There you go. I caught it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, honestly, no, I think it was fine because even when they got him out and then when they like just seemed like everything was back to normal in a way and it didn't seem rushed at all yeah like it, it just seemed like a normal progression it's like all right we got them everything's good l blew up whatever and like and no one like seems to be too concerned about that part right <laughs> and like oh she kids just, do that yeah, they run away they blow up you know how it is <laughs> and everyone just seems like, okay everything's having a good time it was yeah. like it was christmas or Thanksgiving? which one was christmas, christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and no one missed barb yet nope <laughs> still um, will got the funeral he wasn't even dead <laughs> did, did you think that will's brother was going to end up with nancy i, I thought like, so yeah i was like oh wow but, but, like, but, but really i'm glad they didn't that would have been oh, i'm glad and they can always you know have that like you know that that romance, non-romance thing for a season two, but I'm, I'm glad it didn't. But did everybody, wasn't Will's brother, like the brother, like you just wanted, especially you, Cap. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, no, he was just like such a great brother. Like when the, that yeah. scene, when they're listening to um, The Clash yeah. in the bedroom, stay, you know, that was just, that was so touching. It actually like brought a little water to my eye. It you know? did, It really yeah. did. It was, it was just like, wow, like, you know, an older brother, he just really loves his little brother. You know, it was just, it was a great scene, you know. I, it's funny that scene brought a tear to my eye, and the one where you get to learn more about Hopper's daughter. Yeah, because uh, I think about me as a dad. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and, then that, and now I'm like, you know, that tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah, yeah I was like, wow. And, and they waited all the way to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask four banger questions, real quick questions. Is the monster dead? Where's Eleven? Um, what happened to Hopper? And um, what's up with Will? <laughs> um, I mean, I think the monster's dead. I mean, there's lots more monsters to have, so I think that one's dead. Um, as far as you think, Eleven's dead? No, no, hundred percent, she's not dead. I mean, he's bringing um, ego waffles to somebody, and she's yeah. the only one that eats them. So you know. Um, so what happened was? Oh, oh okay. Here's here's what happened. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Another segment of Ralph explains it all. Here we go. <laughs> I'm all glad right. you said it. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, what you thought of as an explosion? was actually a burst of energy in which she discovered a new power that she has. Teleportation. Yeah. Possible. But then that means the monster's not alive. The monster's dead because she blew up the monster, but she herself teleported away. Okay. In order to make them believe that she's dead and they can stop looking for her. Even though everyone from that uh, clandestine government organization is apparently dead, killed by the monster, but hey. Well, no, not everybody. Just just the, the people that went. And the people that she didn't kill. Right. Yeah, because I mean, do you remember what happened with Hopper jumping into the car? After, you know, yeah, because at the end he gets into the car with these people. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Remember, he goes off with him. Remember the, oh, right, they, right, they right. Have the, 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 the the Christmas like you know brunch whatever at the at the police station, right. and he, he grabs some food, he leaves, yeah. smokes a cigarette, and then uh, um uh, a Dodge Aries pulls up, right, and they and he jumps in, and then after that, that we see him feed Els Aries. So that that's why I, I I personally believe that the company is very well aware that Els alive, but they're probably just letting things be until you know they devise some other way to do something. And also, like I said, she's number eleven. <laughs> right. We don't know how many of them there are, you know. Um, at least there's at least ten more. Well, well, or maybe you know, or something like that. Or at least there were because they didn't get into like you know why is she eleven? Like you know, just you know they were experimenting, but like they didn't say if the others died, right, or whatever. But yeah, so there's a lot of questions, um, you know. But I, I think so. I think that they're allowing Hopper probably to take care of because she trusts him. Um, but it would be interesting. It also, she may have also ended up in the upside down world. In other words, he might be, because remember, he kind of brought it out to the forest. So she might be able to now get in and out of it, but maybe she's kind of stuck in there. Stuck mostly in that side, maybe, or something like that. Or maybe she's staying over there trying to hold the portals closed or something along that line. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what do we think about um, Will? Oh, Will is definitely bringing the upside down to, the, uh, to this side. I think it's something along the lines where, like, um, he has now a connection with the Upside Down, right? And maybe it's like, uh, damn, what was it? There was a, never mind. Well, like, where he has a new power that allow him to go into the Upside Down whenever he wants. Right. And then just come back. That's possible. I, I see it as, I think that um, he's, well, he's obviously infected by these things. He's, he's producing them now. Like, they're growing in him so that, I mean, if they, if they want to do it the nice way, which I hope that they don't try and keep it all nice and like you know nothing could ever happen to kids kind of thing because it would be cool if he instead of him just like having him in his stomach and maybe slight possession that maybe he's just his body's just basically a big slug factory now like that he's really not existing because i mean definitely it's either either he's just a slug factory and not um you know and doesn't exist as a person anymore or he's being controlled by these things or like you said or the outside of the upside down world because he's seeing the upside down world he's producing slugs and he's not giving a damn like right. he's acting as if nothing's happening, you know. Well, that's that's where the the title "Stranger Things" comes yeah. in. It's like, oh, I just puked up a slug. Well, stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> he's like, oh, I mean, this this is like just a Tuesday for me. Yeah. Well, also the nice part about the the title and the the way they've structured it, if they really want to, let's say after season two, and they don't have to have a finish, whatever, but they can always interchange casts. Like yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be about this town, these people. It could be, you well, know, they they've already talked about what's going to happen in season two. That okay. is the same. It's going to be one year later okay. in their town. Because it's also because... Um, the actors are one year older? Well, that and that the kid, like Dustin, when they were filming this, um, he was going through puberty, so like his voice actually changed. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that would be great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having that on film. I mean, they are all 12-year-olds. I mean, they should be going through puberty, and I should be hearing it on screen. Good. <laughs> you know? So we have a Peter Brady incident. Where did it happen? Oh, that's it way over time here. to change. <laughs> to rearrange. The fact that you know the song, wow. I know... Uh, Brady Bunch because of the movies. Wow, yeah. that's sad. That's well, actually, well, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. I don't know about <laughs> sad, but I mean, I've seen some of the um, some of the original show on uh, TV Land. Yeah, and then like the newer ones were like okay, so you're not totally lost yeah. on that. I know some Brady Bunch. Oh my goodness! Well, let's get back to the Stranger Things. Anything we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Yes. What do you want to add? So I saw this funny ass video on YouTube where College Humor put up. I don't know if you saw it. Mm-mm where they were talking about Stranger Things mm-hmm. and how there's, like, a lot of incongruities in, uh, in, t- in the, like, objects that they have. Like, so... Oh, yeah. The, the D&D figures that they were using weren't made until, like, 1984, and this movie's taking place in 1983. 
the walkie-talkie that they're using wasn't created until 1985. The car that Hopper was driving wasn't created until 1986. Wow. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was another thing. Yeah, it would be too much for them to try. I mean, like, especially for a small, like, smaller budget that they would probably have. It's like, that's close enough. <laughs> you know? Well, Strand out of Compton went through the same thing when um, they, they were showing in the beginning where um, Easy e is, is in the drug dealer's house. And he's wearing a Chicago White Sox hat. And it's got these gothic kind of white letters that we know the White Sox to have. White Sox didn't have that, that logo until the mid-90s. And this takes place in the 80s. So yeah. a lot of movies have kind of, you know, like taking liberties with. But it was just like the way, because college humor's channel was hilarious. So like the way that they did it is funny. If you have a chance, I'm gonna check, check, I'm gonna check, check that out. out. All right, cool. All right. Rename the series. I'm going to call it, what's a little blood in the nose between friends? <laughs> <laughs> Every time the blood was in the nose, you know that was trouble. <laughs> Ralph. Rename the series. Uh, little boy goes missing. Everyone goes crazy. Teenage girl goes missing. Ah, she ran away. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, That's no. what she gets for being unattractive. And a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, and a lesbian. All right. well, according to you. Not that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, there's a whole message board about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Show me it later. Mike. Uh, Stranger Things that were known on a ride or didn't steal from the store. <laughs> oh man, this—that's what it was. I tell you something. We're not. We're known to ride it in that store. There's something that was like there's some connection to you a knew joke. She took something. Oh man, that'll always hang over her head. Yep. <laughs> or, or hang on her pocket. <laughs> All right. So ratings for Stranger Things. Well, I give this. Uh, this is why you write it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I write it down. I don't write anything down. Not even my own name. <laughs> and, it, and, and, it shows. Shows. <laughs> and it shows. Not even What's your name? name? Um, um, so I give it nine mouth slugs out of ten. Nine mouth slugs out of ten. All right. I'm going to give it nine and a half. Don't leave your friend outside while you go lose your virginity out of ten. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fucked up. How dare you leave your friend like that? I mean, yeah, but that, ha- that, that is teenage life. <laughs> she was too early to try a threesome, and I don't think Barb would have gone for it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was glad that, that they did kind of balance out the sister in that way because like she was getting a little bit too pompous early on. Like at first, I did not like her at all as a character. You know, yeah. she, was, she was a little bit too like. I then see. she gave it up, and you were okay with it. Well, but no, she was like, "I've given it up," and you know, I'm not a whore, but I am. And you're like, "All right, make up your mind, bitch." Didn't it seem like she was like, "No," while taking off her clothes? I don't want to do this. And then she jumps on the bed. Stop. Go ahead here. Put, up, put on was, the condom. It wasn't like, rape, for God's sakes. She wasn't, she wasn't <laughs> pushing him off. Yeah, no, let, let's keep rape out of this conversation. But at first, she was like, no, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then she like no, gave she in was, real she quick. Was, no, she was like, I don't know. I'm going Mike. Um, I give it nine wet lisps out of ten. Wet lisps out of ten. <laughs> Leave Dustin alone. Fuck for me. Fuck with that. So nine wet lisps out of ten. <laughs> like that kid. That kid was cool. That right. was great. Dustin, right. you my boy. Oh, man. So there you have it. Stranger Things. Hopefully there are more Stranger Things to come. All, all, all pun intended. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I take care of my nose because I'm bleeding. Oh, shit. Things are flying. <laughs> So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed. Like all the episodes with me. 
New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. All right, we're back. And now that we've been talking about all this 80 um, nostalgia, even though for Ralph, you were born in like, what, 92 or some shit like that? 88, motherfucker. Yeah, I was born in 92. That's why you figured. <laughs> no, you weren't. 1892. 25. <laughs> I'll be 25 next year. Oh, goodness. He's missing a zero somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, being that we've been, you know, walking down memory lane, and for me and for Mike, even though he denies it, you know, what, looking back at the 80s, there's a lot of like, wow. Uh, I remember that time, and it feels good about, you know, th- this movie, or this show made us feel good about that era. Then you started thinking about, you know what, there were some movies that I wish were updated, you know, that, that were in the 80s and that were supposed to be a big hit and weren't, or just was just a horrible fucking calamity of a movie. So, just real brief, I wanted to ask the panel, is there a movie from the 80s that was a bomb, or that wasn't that good, and you think needs to be updated? I was going to think of a of a, of a director that does a lot of updating, but why did Michael Bay come to mind? I don't know why. I don't know. He doesn't do that much. <laughs> oh, no, I just thought about bad movies. That's why. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, what we're talking about on this real quick, um, movies from the 80s that sucked that you wish to be updated. You want to mention one honorable mention? That's fine. But let's just stick to one movie. Ralph, we're starting with you. All right. So the movie I thought of. You ready for it? Go ready for it. For it? Yeah. You ready for it? Iron Eagle. Anybody seen it? Iron Eagle. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, I remember Iron Eagle. So I can't remember if I have or haven't. So it wasn't that bad of a movie. It was like a, a fighter pilot kind of like it was an airplane movie where you have this guy named Doug Masters. His father is a veteran fire uh, fighter pilot who gets shot over this um, fictional country. Okay. Uh, called Balia, Balia, something like that. I can't, okay. I can't pronounce it. Anyway, so. He gets shot over the country and he gets uh, t- uh, captured. Yeah, Belia. He gets captured and um, the UN, uh, the US is pr- pretty much like, you know, um, we're not going to mount a rescue mission to go and save him. So Doug, he is a, a local um, pilot. Okay. He's, he's not in the Army or anything, in the Air Force. He's, oh, okay. He's just a, a, a local, um, like, Cessna pilot. Okay. So. He gets the help of this um, Air Force reservist called uh, Colonels Charles Ch- uh, Chappie Sinclair. Chappie is like his, uh, his nickname. nickname. Okay. And that's played by uh, Louis, Louis Gossett. Gossett Jr. Oh, Louis, okay. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> and Jason, Ged- Jason Gedrick plays um, Doug Masters. Oh, okay. He's a big 80s name. If you, if you know Jason Gedrick, he's been in a couple movies in the 80s. Yeah. So um, this came out in 1986, okay. by the way. So um, he... Uh, Chappie like trains him on how because he's never flown a fighter jet, right? So uh, Chappie's training him and helping him plan this whole big um, mission to go save his father. And they they steal, they say um, like borrow, but they steal two planes and take them across the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, into this um, fictional uh, Arabian country, they go in. Um, Chappie gets shot down, and he gives Doug a tape so he could play. And the tape is like, oh, well, listen, Doug, here's what you got to do. You know, you got to be calm. You got to be relaxed, whatever. And then it's pretty much a mixtape after that because it's just oh, playing okay. music. Oh, God. And with the, the music Nothing helps but him. love song. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the music helps him defeat the, the, the enemy fighters that are attacking him. And then oh, he wow. lands, goes in and saves his father. And then um, 
they fly out. Okay. And the the government's pretty much like, oh yeah. Once he like successfully saves them, he's right. like, oh yeah, that's um, he didn't. He was in there. They covered up the whole shit. Like, oh, he didn't actually save. It was um, we went in and and got him, and we sent his son over there to go meet him or whatever. But oh, it was okay. a big cover up. Right. Everyone's happy, and um. At the end, like he gets accepted into the Air Force because in the beginning he got rejected. Okay. So it's like this whole big yeah. thing. So it's so a normal 80s, you know, government denies stuff, and for whatever reason, military vehicles were easy to steal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I was thinking. And the black man dies. Yeah. And the black well, man no, dies. Well, no, no, he actually survived. Oh, that's right. He, he survived. Survive. We'll he, get him next time. He comes in at, at the very. At the, when, uh, when Doug and his father, um, Ted Masters, um, they land in, on U, in the U.S. soil. And they see Chappie right there. Even He's when you're not trying to spoil, you spoil shit. This movie came out in 86. If you haven't seen it, it's not my fault. I haven't seen it, and I don't want to see it. There you go. So, you, so, so, so your submission is Iron Eagle. Yeah. If, if they were to redo it, I would say in space. Like, give it some, like, futuristic. Kind so of. we go from a guy that wasn't even supposed to be a pilot to a guy that's not supposed to be an astronaut? He's really making No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> like, 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 you know, like years in the future where, you know, planets have been colonized and people oh, okay. have like their own like space, um, okay. um, spaceships or whatever. And like the Ted Masters or Doug Masters is like, uh, you know, just a regular, I don't know, another space pilot okay. or whatever. And All there's right. like a war or something coming up. Like change the story around a little right. bit. Not make it like a rescue mission that is his father. Make it maybe someone else. And he's like the maverick, like whatever that's going in to save the day okay. out of nowhere. Or like the guy who doesn't want to get involved, and then he's forced yeah. to be involved. Okay, right. I can Something see like that. that. Yeah. All right, Iron Eagle. All right, interesting. I didn't think you'd go there. Now that you said that, I'm not going to say the one that I was going to say. I'll <laughs> say my my backup one. Three words, and I know there Marvel is already f- working on this movie. I'm going to say it anyway. Howard Fuck the you, duck. Fox. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yes, that was, that was one of mine. Too. Howard the Duck is exactly what I'm looking at. I mean. The way I think they should just revise it. They made a mistake big time when they... I mean, for those who haven't seen the Howard the Duck from the 80s, holy fucking horrible stories, Batman. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. And it was a multi-million dollar movie. Like, they expected it to do really well because right. they had this animatronic looking... or oh, I'm sorry, not animatronic, but it was like a a, a duck, a person in, in a duck suit and it, was, it looked kind of real. And You know, you had like... You had two people actually in the costume and then you had a whole team of people working the whole duck uh, Yeah, thing. that's what I heard. And he had one guy did the voice, and two people in the costume, wow. and like three people were like puppeteers. So, so, so you had five people to make a shitty character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody read comic the comic Howard the Duck and saw the movie might, might have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, they missed the mark on that. Yeah, one. they missed the mark big time because they were trying to appeal to a kid audience. They were trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, I mean, you you, you gave yeah, us you duck tits. Thought the movie was made by DC. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they gave us duck tits. They gave us a duck condom. They gave right. us they, they gave us a whole other world where, you know, it's all ducks and then he comes into our world, which I feel like should have been was a mistake in the first place. You know, I, well that is how it works. Yeah, but you didn't have to give us that. I think you should start it off with him in our world and then maybe flash back to that. Oh. You know. Oh, that's what you're saying. You know, because in the beginning, I it thought you just off, meant like you didn't want him to come in here. I'm like, that's no, how no, it no, goes. no, 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 no. Wanted him to start off on Earth. Oh yeah, about, they you know, have, yeah. Just starting him as like you know, like people are used to him being around, right? And then him explaining how he yeah. got it, and it's oh, not yeah. even that long because that beginning was maybe five minutes. Him just flying yeah. through space in his easy yeah. chair. <laughs> him flying launcher. through space, and then him meeting up with Leah. I mean, it was just, and between that and the villain, mm-hmm. it, it, it was just such a bad movie. And I remember right. as a kid wanting it to be better. Right. So I think even though Marvel's working on it now, they they should have fucking fast forwarded that 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 thing right now. Marvel can't do anything wrong. 
Don't say that because first of all, I've seen the Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone keeps saying that Marvel could do no wrong. I'm like, I've seen the Thor movies. Why do you keep saying that? All right, the first one was pretty bad. The second one wasn't well, that bad. It, it wasn't had, that good. It had its problems, <laughs> but it, it was wasn't better. that bad. I didn't say that. I said it wasn't that good. <laughs> all right, all right. So my submission: Howard the Duck, eighty movies update. Let's see if Marvel does it well, but I think they should have done one of the first movies they should have done with yeah. that. I can see that. We reclaim the throne. What Get that nasty teeth out of your mouth. What was your first one? My first one? The Last Starfighter. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. <laughs> they didn't remake that? It just seems like they, they should have remade they, that They've probably done like prototypes like yeah. that. Well, I mean, this copies. I just, it just seems like that movie's like, been redone. Yeah. Or something. yeah. And, and if you haven't seen The Last Starfighter, check it out. It's a really good movie. If, if you like The Last Starfighter, then you should read the book Armada by uh, Ernest Klein. All right. Okay. Really good book. The Armada? Armada. I'm going to check it yeah. out. And just the same guy who wrote um, Ready Player One. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do know about that. And just to let you know that the last Starfighter, the the sequel is not the Last Dragon. Oh. <laughs> That's actually one of the movies on my list. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know my, if you can. You you can't actually remake it because it's like that happened at one of those times where you're not going to get that again. You know, but that would be a hard one. <laughs> I mean, instead of vanity, you could use like I don't know. No, 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 no. Selena Gomez. No, no, no. Z- you're already. You're already I don't no, know. God, that would be. Even oh, worse. Don't get us started. That was the quickness I was supposed to talk about. Anyway, <laughs> Mike, what you got? Um, I went for something that only those of us that enjoy these kind of movies will remember this one. I went for Hawk the Slayer, oh. which was a 1980 sword and sorcery epic that was written and directed by uh, Terry Marcel. Uh, quick synopsis. Uh, Voltan and Hawk were brothers. Voltan kills their father because he wanted the last elven mind stone that the father possessed. Before their father dies, he grabs a sword that has a handle shaped like a hand. The hand comes to life and grabs the Mind Stone, making it one with the sword. The sword now has mystical powers and can respond to Hawk's mental commands. Volcan, uh, Voltan escapes and decides to kill his brother's wife. Hawk swears to kill his brother for all he's done. Um, meanwhile, a one-handed man named Reynolf survives Voltan's attack at a nunnery because... That's what Voltan does. He kidnaps nuns and ransoms them. I don't know why he does that. Um, so he's kidnapped. The, uh, Voltan's kidnapped the high uh, abbess. Uh, Randolph races to the high abbot's house to get a token so he can find Hawk. Uh, and now, meanwhile, though, with uh, the help of a, um, a local sorceress that Hawk defended from accusations of witchcraft, which is weird considering that she is a witch, <laughs> Hawk meets Randolph. Then the two men meet up with some of Hawk's old, old friends, which is Gort, who's a giant that wields a mighty mallet. And by giant, I mean he's about, like, probably 6'3". Um, <laughs> uh, Crow is an elf that doesn't speak very much, but he, like, he's killer with this, this bow and arrow. Like, it's, it's actually, he's the greatest character. Um, they meet Baldwin. He's a wisecracking dwarf with, um, that can really use a whip like crazy. Um, and Renolf, who has the one hand, he's given, like, this rapid-fire wrist-mounted crossbow. Yeah. And then they all lead off to try and defeat um, Voltan. But, like, the movie, it's, it is so cheesy and cheaply done but the thing is about this movie is it's a bad film in all those regards it is made with such passion like usually you get a bad film especially any kind of period piece it just falls apart usually at some point this movie it may be bad because of um, lack of funding and lack of CGI and special effects and good actors <laughs> um, but the vision never stops it, it never it's not it's never a joke it's not meant to be a joke it's this guy did it for real just did it on a huge budget with you know, the only known person was Jack Palance, who played the villain, Voltan, wow. who, um, who was kind of like Darth Vader meets uh, Skeletor. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically what his character was like. Another uh, movie and, on my and, list. Go ahead. And he just overacts, but he's such a great villain. He overacts, but you, you just love it. Like the way he, he does it all. Um, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a lot of fun. And the thing is, it, as again, as, as cheesy as I make it sound like that makes it bad. 
it's it's done with such heart and and passion that like even though it's bad you get into that story it's and it's and it's also great because you get the sense that this story is only one of many stories in this world like you know so it really works and i mean and updating it now it's just a sword and sorcery movie so you can just update it i just don't want it updated with like the cheesy standard cliche crap that we do nowadays but just you don't want guy Ritchie doing it no i definitely don't <laughs> want guy Ritchie doing it oh my god you know but um that movie i think would be great I haven't seen that movie in so many years. Yeah, because it was basically like, uh, if you think of it, it's it's like the Magnificent Seven uh, meets Tolkien in a trauma film. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what it feels like, <laughs> but no, without it works. trying to be funny. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Wow, that's one I did not expect. You know, I thought you were gonna say Lady Hawk. I like Lady Hawk. It doesn't need to be remade. <laughs> it's well, a good movie. Well, I mean, I don't think it was that popular. I mean, from. I don't know what how it did wise, but I mean, I definitely know like just I everybody, liked it, everybody saw everyone in the eighties saw it, you know. So I don't yeah. know, but if they saw it like later, you know, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, you never seen Lady Hawk? You were you were not cultured. Meanwhile, you insult Mike for not listening to music. Who was the lead guy? Because he was famous. Was it Rutger Howard? Yeah, Rutger Howard, yeah, Rutger yeah. Howard and yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, not John Cryer. Who was um was was it John Cryer who was in that? I don't remember. He played like you know the the, the kid that was whatever. All right. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Eighties <laughs> up. Wait a minute. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? Um, it's the Sarah Michelle. Um, Sarah. Michelle Sarah, Piper? No, Sarah Michelle Parker's. Is it Sarah Michelle Parker? Who's the woman from uh, uh Sex in the City? Oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, no that's, 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 that's Buffy. That's, yeah, that's uh, Buffy. Whoops. But, oh yeah, um, 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 Parker. Um, yeah, Sarah something Parker. Yeah, but it's it's who's her husband? Oh shit, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. I think is a kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. So there you have it. Eighties <laughs> movies that needed to be updated. Um, hopefully Hollywood listens to us because the movies they're giving us now is pretty much crap in the hand. But you know what? Take your other hand. The one that doesn't have the crap in it, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the go. Now we're more 80s stuff. <laughs> I think you're going to say now we're more Sarah Jessica Parker, who, which was the name that Mike and I finally got after we uh, got out of the well, podcast. Well, that's for not being famous anymore. You wow. Know, everyone who listens is like, these guys are fucking idiots. How did they not know it's Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of people who will correct me on that, and I apologize ahead of time. Well, you already know the segment. You think it'll be Aaron? <laughs> I don't think Aaron actually likes Sex in the City, but I'm pretty sure. You think she's uptight prude? No, I don't think Oh, you mean the that. show? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Aaron, I did not say that. That was all Mike. You heard it. You heard it go down. And it, that won't change in editing because Ralph didn't fuck up. <laughs> nope. All right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all these geek. And we rarely make it under a minute. We try. I mean, we do. I don't try. You don't try. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but your answer is long as hell. I don't put any effort at all. Sounds like your sex life. I don't put any effort at all. I just lay there and just let her like flap her lips against my manhood. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Ready, set, go. Rank the following Spielberg 80s hits from worst to first. Goonies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gremlins, and E.T. Ralph? E.T., Gremlins, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Goonies. Okay. Mike? Um, I'm sorry. Which way are we going? Worst the first. Uh, Gremlins, Goonies, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark. I knew you were going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. <laughs> now do the same thing for the following Stephen King hits of the 80s. Christine, Creepshow, Pet Cemetery, or Cujo. Mike? Um, 
I, I really, in that direction, I can't even think of it. Um, <laughs> I guess Christine, then followed by humans evolving without eyes and ears, the second <laughs> Big Bang, destruction of that universe, Trump becoming emperor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no movies ever by Stephen King all ever right, again. All right. Then Cujo, Creepshow, and Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Ralph. I've only seen Christine, so I could only say Christine. Damn, so Christine, that's it. Then arrest like second. <laughs> Time is up. Which is, God damn. Wow. Okay. Do you think adding Superman to the Supergirl TV show will take away from how she is standing on her own? Ralph. It depends how many times you see him. That's definitely true. If it's like, oh, there's Supergirl and there's Superman next to her, then maybe, yeah. Okay. But if it's just like, oh, it's Supergirl. One episode, two episode, three episode. Hey, it's Superman. One episode, two episode, two episode. Hey, it's Superman again. <laughs> some some spacing, I think, is what you're saying. Yeah. All if right. it's like that, then it'll be okay. All right. Mike? Uh, well, Xena Warrior Princess didn't need Hercules to keep viewers. Cagney and Lacey didn't ask Columbo for help solving crime. Even uh, Murder, She Wrote, did her job without a man. But somehow the world's mightiest maiden needs her cousin for advice, help, and inspiration. Bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even though her, her cousin only happens to be the, the, the second most iconic um, DC Then they character. should have made a TV show called Superman. True. <laughs> I, agree. I, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you they Michael. can't because all the damn movie rights. Yeah. All right. Final question. Doctor Strange looks cool, but do you think the average moviegoer will get lost and be turned off by it? Ralph. As long as they have that childlike wonder of magic within them. They'll be fine. Oh, my God. You make it sound like you're talking about Christmas again. (laughs) (laughs) Mike? I say it's impossible to say. I mean, the trailers make you think about um, Inception, and people love that film. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. But, but you know, when when, when people people go to mysticism and all that stuff, and and it starts becoming a little bit more abstract thinking, and we're talking about things that people, not everybody believes in, like the astral plane and that kind of stuff. Do you think that people will get caught up in that and just be like, eh? I, I, I can't deal with it. It's too much. You mean like the Passion of the Christ? You do realize that there's far less Christians out there in the world. <laughs> but that movie did. I mean, it's just it all depends on what they do. I mean, if they're going to sit there and, and give a lecture on like Eastern religions, sure, it's going to bore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a superhero film. So, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I have a feeling that they're going to be very they're going to skimp a lot on like explanations and how shit works and just be like, it's magic. It well, works. I, mean, I think you're just going to get a lot of like. You know the the you must focus your chi. Right. Well, the, the, right. Energy. It's going to be that, and like everything in the world is connected. You know, it's going to be that kind of like, cheesy, you know, cliche, yeah. you know, cheesy cliche stuff, and and then you'll just move on. No, from I there. think the word you had was good. What did you say? Cliche? You were no, trying to think? Cliche. Cliche. I think that we should keep that word. We're going to make it a meanwhile twenty-two word. Cliche. Cliche. It's cliche. Cliche. I kind of like that, Mike. Good job. Cliche and cheesy. All right. Cliche. All right. We're 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 at our time. We're going to go into the shout-outs. Anybody with a shout-out? I got a couple of my own. I want to shout-out to Erin because she's been listening, and we love her, especially when I'm making fun of her. Well, yeah, you make fun of her. Yeah, you claim that now. Meanwhile, me, I don't know. Talking about yeah. <laughs> and to Anwar, hopefully he's still listening. Anwar, Ruben, hopefully you're listening. I think he is because he says he does it when he works out. And he laughs out loud, which was kind of interesting. Really cool. Like, like dude, and Ruben lifts heavy, so right. I tell Ruben, don't fucking listen to us if you're benching <laughs> or doing um, deadlifts because you're gonna end up with, with one ball and it's gonna be fucked yeah, up. Exactly, he's gonna laugh so hard that thing's gonna fall on him. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm trying to prevent that. <laughs> I was like, really, bro? He goes, yeah, I laugh out loud. I'm like, that, that's a compliment, but I'm also very scared. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about you, Ralph? I, I want to shout out my brother who isn't here, but he wanted to give his suggestion of an 80s movie, which is No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, my God. I wow. love that movie. <laughs> no, one, the move that put Jean-Claude Van Damme on the map. Yep. One of the only movies that I hear I that, that he's a bad guy. I thought that um, Kickbox put him on the map. Bloodsport? Or Bloodsport, yeah. No. Um, um, no Retreat, No Surrender was the first time he was, you know, he did a movie about kickboxing or whatever. Wow. And then Bloodsport was the bigger movie. He starred in Bloodsport. He um he co-starred in No he, Retreat. He, he was the villain yeah, in No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, he was okay. the bully. Because I remember when he did the split on the ropes. It was the first time I ever seen it by a man. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he looked good at that. Like, you know, I'm straight. He, he, looked, he looked good. He looked good. I'm like, holy shit. He was man. in great shape. I mean, he, he, he was kick-ass, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my my, my, my shout-outs are always to the people that are that are on that will probably tell me later on that, hey, look, I listened to the podcast. That's great. Um, Ari, I, I hope you're still listening. Hopefully, you check out this show. Hopefully, you don't miss um, – right, not that you miss it. Hopefully, you check out this show. You didn't get bored by the other ones because she had backtracked. If you're listening, do not listen to episode one, two, three, or four. No, one through ten. One through yeah. ten. One through ten. And, okay. and we never say don't listen. We're saying don't listen. Listen at your own peril. <laughs> yeah. And one last shout out. Shout out to. I mean, I'm still wonderful, but the sound sucks. Yeah. yeah well, we the, can't hear you be wonderful. That's true. Uh, which means you weren't wonderful. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to some uh, engineering issues, there is a brown note playing throughout the whole thing, so it might cause you to uh, evacuate your bowels. A brown note? Yeah. You, you mean like it's, not, it's kind of like a brown eye? No, no, it's, it's, it's a frequency the, of sound that when heard actually makes your It's bowels. the concept that you use in Kick-Ass too. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, right. that's right. And look at Mike's face like, yeah. <laughs> How fucking original. <laughs> My shout out is going to go um, to give a big congratulations to John Vell and Steph. I was going to Stephanie Michelle. Stephanie Vell, which now she is a Dr. Seuss character, Stephanie Michelle Vell. <laughs> I, t- I, uh, I guess the Grinch is going to be ruining her Christmas <laughs> <laughs> She married the Grinch Don't you realize it's John <laughs> Poor girl But yeah congratulations to you both It was great to, to celebrate um, your nuptial your Thanks nuptial. for inviting me John <laughs> Yeah, oh. Where's my invitation John Do you even know John is I love Stony Brook <laughs> no, Try traveling out there without a car It's not fun <laughs> Ice cream is wonderful yeah. <laughs> Oh damn That's cold No, no, no. I was like Stony Brook Not Shady Brook I can't remember yeah. Whatever and, and last but not least Shout out to Kev Because Kev always tells me You guys don't shout me out enough I'm shouting you out once We, we I shouted him out He's still probably crying In that cornfield <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 He's still hung up on that What, what, what do I gotta do about With a cornfield <laughs> Don't you understand, Mike? That makes no sense. But we, you still left, right? There's yeah, tons of corn in DR. My uncle has plenty of cornfields, and I love walking through them. Oh, we get to end it on Dominican on Dominican crime. <laughs> there we <laughs> <you> go. <laughs> there you go. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and Kev, say something. Sorry. Sure. <laughs>